Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cost of Glory, where it is our mission to retell the biographies of the great Greek and Roman heroes in order to sharpen ourselves for the present. We use Plutarch as our guide. Have you ever been in a situation where, say, you're with a friend or an acquaintance, maybe you're at a party, at a restaurant, at work, some event, and you're acting in a certain way, using certain expressions and maybe certain gestures, or talking in a certain way about specific subjects or other people. And then another friend shows up or walks over, and you have a moment of discomfort. You're suddenly not sure how to act because you wouldn't have been acting this way around this other friend. You don't want them to see you like this, or it seems like a mismatch at the very least. But if you start changing your tone, you worry maybe the first friend you were with, talking to, will realize, oh, maybe this guy wasn't quite who I thought he was, or he's busted. It's awkward. It's a little embarrassing. Why does it make us so uncomfortable? Well, first of all, take some comfort. That's pretty close to a universal human experience. And in his essay on polyphilia, on having many friends, Plutarch treats just this issue. He has some counsel. He cites a line from one of the ancient poets, a guy named Theognis, who says, Have the mind of an octopus, then, many of color. Upon what rock it fastens itself, such does it seem to the eye. In other words, Theognis says, Change your colors to suit your environment, like an octopus or maybe a chameleon. And Plutarch actually says, well, this is bad advice in friendship. First of all, it's exhausting, if you've ever tried it, conforming your ways to be now like one person, now like another. And the reason we do this is because we suppose people want to make friends with people like them. And that is true to an extent. But then you're talking about golf with one acquaintance and another guy walks up that you've bonded with over the fact that you hate golf, just hypothetically. The octopus's change is only skin deep, sort of like the changes some of us make in our interactions with friends. But friendship doesn't just crave superficial similarity, but also trustworthiness and consistency. True friendship craves similarity of character. And again, that's harder to fake, though Some people can sure put on a good show, can't they? It seems like an obvious message, admittedly, but in Plutarch's day, there were plenty of self-help books, success books, you might say, and some of them actually suggested that their readers should aspire to become like the ancient mythological figure Proteus. Proteus was even more changeable than the octopus. He was a shapeshifter god. King Menelaus met Proteus in the myth, on the shore of Egypt after Menelaus got shipwrecked trying to find his way back home from Troy. And there were what are called rhetorical handbooks, handbooks that were, let's say, guides to polite and public speaking that portrayed Proteus as a sort of ideal, able to suit his form to different audiences, win them all over. That was what the order Demosthenes was supposed to be like. But Plutarch pushes back, though. He paints a picture of the Protean man. And the Protean man is always, quote, 
Reading books with the scholarly, rolling in the dust with wrestlers, following the hunt with sportsmen, getting drunk with topers. Topers, that's a funny one, I think. That's an old-fashioned translation I'm using. I guess toper is like a heavy drinker. Taking part in the canvas of politicians, possessing no firmly founded character of his own. And as the natural philosophers say of the formless and colorless substance and material which is the underlying basis of everything and itself turns into everything, that is now in a state of combustion, now liquefied, at another time aeriform, and then again solid, so the possession of a multitude of friends will necessarily have, as its underlying basis, a soul that is very impressionable, versatile, pliant, and readily changeable. So, I think Plutarch does want you to have as many friends as you can handle. And you can probably handle more than you think. But, again, this is an essay about figuring out where the line or the limit is and what the risks of crossing it are. And what your threshold is will depend on your own tendencies, your own circumstances. We who are trying to live in accordance with good reason and philosophy must always strive to know ourselves, whether we are inclined to err towards too many friendships and shallow ones at that, or on the other hand, too few. But one thing is certain and universal, that you should be uncompromising on virtue. In other words, focus on your values in friend-making. What is good? What is bad? What is to be strived after? And what is to be held in contempt? how hard to work, what to worship, and so on. If you wish to have the most lasting and therefore most powerful friendships, seek commonality with people on the basis of the things that you are determined will never change about yourself. And of course, good philosophy will help you to get those qualities right. Until next time, stay strong, stay ancient, Build each other up. This is Alex Petkus.